So welcome to this series. So this series is called On the Other Side of Psychoactive Plant Medicines. And yeah. I'm just speaking to different people about their journey exploring. Because what I've noticed is that a lot of people are stepping away from that world these days. Although the most people that I have spoken to, it's, um, it's actually people who've been working in the ceremonies. So it's really interesting. Mm. So today Rishi is joining. <laughs> Hello everyone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to speak about this topic because I'm quite passionate about speaking about uh, psychoactive substances because I've been involved in this journey for over five, yeah, over about six years now and deeply involved with people, people that are plant medicine facilitators, me being a plant medicine facilitator myself and learning the about the power and the potency of the medicines that we're working with and when it comes to a time when there's a need for it and when there's not a need for it. So yeah. Mm, that's really good. I like that. Because it's really figuring out where that line is as well, you know. Yeah. Because there is there is a line at it. It comes to a point where yes. these medicines are our teachers. And if we have to honour the teachings that are given to us and at some point we have to realise that we can't just keep going to these substances for to mm. fix our problems. They'll teach us the ways, but then it's for us to do the internal work or the external work to create the right habit, habitat and environment for us to heal and get to that vibrational frequency. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So before we begin, I'd like to just take a few deep breaths in. <laughs> so yeah thank you so much i'm really looking forward to talking to you and yeah unpicking your journey with the plant medicines so um yeah do you want to just take us back to how it all began <laughs> mm. <clears throat> wow this would be quite interesting um so how it all began for me working with some of these medicines was uh i recently gone from a toxic relationship and I was going through a deep healing stage in my life and I went to a shamanic practitioner and went to a uh, it was a ceremony called inner dance and that was invented by a gentleman called Pai and inner dance the, the theory behind inner dance is it takes you through a deep internal dance within mm. and the specific music played the frequencies of the alpha waves beta waves Delta and Theta, and the way it's uh, designed takes you on an inner journey which activates the natural DMT within your body. And it was mm. quite, so there was no substances involved and it took me into a deep um, natural trip state, if you want to call it. And then I was guided to work with Cambo to start with. So I worked with Cambo, which mm. isn't a psychoactive um, medicine in that way. Can be to some people, but it yeah. was a very cleansing medicine. And then after working with Cambo, I went back to an inner dance ceremony and 
I had a strong calling from Grandmother Ayahuasca. Mm. And she came to me in a vision in the journey and just called me and said, it's time. Mm. And, and at that time, did you already know about it? Like, no, I had no idea. Like, yeah. I'd heard a few things on like podcasts and things like that, but I, I wasn't as aware of what, I would, what she was about. Mm. So luckily enough, I had the right connection that brought me to a ceremony working with her and yeah it was one of the most profound ceremonies mm. I'd ever had. So uh, it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people always say they get this calling. Yeah. What is there any other things to, to describe that? <laughs> it was hard to describe I'd say yeah. like she, she came to me in like a vision like her, the colours and the, mm. the way she looked was just so beautiful it was like an earth like an earth base but just vibrant colours in her face and I just knew instantly like it's mm. her mm. when she called me and the synchronicity of being able to access the ceremony so easily um, I just trusted it like this is what I need to embark on mm. and mm-hmm. yeah the calling was so strong that I chose to go down that journey and mm. the first time I'd worked with her was a ceremony where I drank worked with grandmother on the first night the second night I worked with grandfather San Pedro and then the third night I worked with cacao but it was like a really beautiful combination of working with the grandmother and the mother energy mm. grandfather father energy and then the heart-based um cacao and just mm. merging that into the heart and the ceremony Amazing. so um after the first one did you think oh this is something you're going to continue or is it no no I had no idea I didn't think I'd ever continue on that journey and one day I was just living my life and my friend said to me oh I've got some uh dimethyltryptamine DMT I was like "Mm, okay wow wow. and I'd be interested to try this because I've previously done a ceremony with ayahuasca which is the same which is the same yeah which is one of the active ingredients in the medicine yes so I worked with DMT and when I worked on, like, I took DMT for the first time, it was like going back home. Mm. <sighs> it was like just a remembrance of what happened in the first ceremony. All these flashbacks, all these, like, remembering, oh, my God, that's what I see, and that's what I was going through. Because in the first ceremony, there was so much going on, I just didn't have that comprehension. But after going with the medicine, DMT, it just brought back so much memories and so much love and bliss and, that remembrance and then I chose to it was recreationally using DMT a little bit mm. at the time and I was embarking on my life I was a plumber at the time funny enough and helping out plumbing oh. and I just randomly turned vegan going about my life just turned vegan and I started to cleanse myself again and I got a call from my friend. She said, oh, we, uh, my friend, other friend has a ceremony going on with ayahuasca, but she was scared to go and hold space. And I just said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And it just felt aligned. So I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea. And I just decided to go along. It was the second time I'd ever drank. So somebody else was invited to hold space. Yes. But they did, they weren't ready. They yeah, they they had fear in them. They didn't feel that it, it would be too much for them. 
So basically the opportunity came for you to do it. Yeah, and it was like I'd been primed and prepared by spirit beforehand yeah. because I randomly turned, it's yeah. not random, never random, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I turned um, vegan at the time. Yeah. And when I went, I just I had no fear, I had no expectations. I went in and that was even more profound because then I had to experience it from the other side. Mm-hmm. Before it was just me receiving, yeah. whereas now it was me learning to work with the medicine, holding the medicine and being a servant to her and mm. being able to help people that are those that were in that position that I was in. And it was, again, truly mind blowing. So um, it's really interesting because I feel like the fear is in general, for all of us here is a big thing. And yeah. I think especially when it comes to these medicines, there is a bit of like anxiety with what is going to come up and the unknown I guess yeah but it sounds like because obviously you felt ready yeah I felt ready yeah so what and even in the first ceremony was did you have much fear around it or not really no no first I had no expectation and I just went in and everybody was drinking and the guy next to me on his first drink he was and I was like huh whoa what have I got myself into (laughs) this is like so I've drank the first drink and nothing much has really happened and I'm like okay and it's common this that happens in ceremonies. Yeah. So yeah. I've gone along. I'm not really feeling it. So I had a big second, and then it slowly started to creep in. Yeah, open. Open up. Yeah, I started to see more visuals and started mm. to like get guidance from spirit and strong guidance to let go of that toxic partner. Mm. And I, I cried, and that was all about embodying my feminine energy, and I just let go after that and just surrendered to her. Mm. Uh, such a deep surrendering and yeah I would, guess, I would guess she found me I feel still still honored to this day that she chose me to be a servant after drinking her only once and that's very rare even in the jungle people have to take hundreds of thousands of times to work with her before they're even in that position to be able to hold the medicine in that way mm. so I'm, yeah I'm still humbled and very much grateful for that that calling from spirit mm. So what, um, before the first time and before, and like the way that you found yourself to that dance as well, what was happening in your life at that point? Were you already, did you already like do some kind of work? Yeah, so I was, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I was practicing more of a, like a psychic. I was doing uh, oh. Reiki work. I was still working full time and trying to juggle my finances in a normal, uh, normal way, doing normal jobs and as well as as well as things on the side and like mm. doing readings here or helping someone do healings. Yes, that's it, because you've always kind of been tapped into your psychic abilities, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. That activated. I had a Kundalini awakening 10 years, pre, or 10 years ago now, but in 2014. Wow. Oh. I had a really deep awakening at that point, which wasn't as much. Mine was also the same year. No way. Yeah. What I month? think what, I think there was a few month? people, like uh, April, I think. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, honestly, so wow. Funny. Yeah, ten years ago, like. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> so funny. Wow. So yeah, no, tell me, I'm intrigued. Oh yeah, I'm intrigued as well. <laughs> I, I want to know more about yours. Um, yeah, it just kind of happened naturally. Yeah. I had a, a again. I was going through awakening. I was working with crystals, and. I, I kept working with rose quartz after a healing I had and 
I kept giving it out. I'd get it and give it out. Get it. And I went to the crystal lady. And I'm like, why do I? I just felt guided every time. Like, oh, it's done its job with me. To give, to, to release. To, yeah, to release it, but to give it to someone Somehow, that needed yeah. it more. And yeah. to that, because for me, love and the heart is the key. Mm. So I kept giving it out. And one day I went to this shop and I said, oh, I want some crystals again. And she, I, but I keep giving them out. And she said, oh, maybe buy some for yourself. So I bought five for myself. Like, okay, this is for me, not to keep giving. And then I went to my work. I worked in an offline since like 20 miles out the city. And as I was working, a random lady walked in. I said, excuse me there. Um, I have cushion covers for sale. Would you like, you're interested? And I said, oh, no, that's okay. But if you have something that would be of meaning for me, I'll take it. She went in her bag and pulled out two crystals. And these two crystals were the two crystals that... But why did you say that? I don't know. Oh. I, it was just, it just came through. Oh. It just, it, as you know, we, we did, sometimes we just say things and she just gave me two crystals. My jaw was like, mm. how, how would she know I've got five crystals in, the, in my bag underneath? So the two that she gave me created the seven, seven. chakra zones. I'm baffled. Mm. And she said to me, oh, I read your fortune. It'll cost you £40. And I was like, mm. and at the time, like, I, I was like, mm. she <laughs> said, and she's, as I said that to her, she mm. says, don't worry, I know you can put the money back because of what you do. And again, my jaw's like, how does she know? Because at the time I was selling drugs on the side and I had money and I was like, how does she know what I'm, mm. my, so instantly, I'm like, here we go, here we go, take what you want. And then wow. she read my fortune and she said to me what would happen. She said wow. to me that I'd stop taking drugs, I'd stop selling, I would stop, I'd go on a more spiritual journey. She basically told me a lot about what would come up for me. And oh. then she said to me, you give too much, you need to start keeping it here. I said, okay. But at the end of it, she read me and she said, by the way, um, you you have had five years of bad luck. I will remove this, but it will cost you another £40. And I said, no, that's enough now. Thank you so much. And she smiled like she wanted me to say no, to say no. Like, like she, her in her reading, she kept saying, you're giving too much. You need to learn to say no and give to yourself. So it was almost a test. Yeah. Mm. So she smiled and she said, well, I'm going to remove it anyway for you. Clicked her fingers. And then she said, by the way, you can do what I can do. And she left. And then me, I'm there like, I'm just working in a shop and selling drugs. I was into like conspiracy theories and stuff at the time, but I was never that deep into mm. this sort of stuff. And I was like, me, psychic? Never. This, this. And So how old were you at the time? Uh, 10 years, I was 26. Yeah, 26, right. 27, yeah, 27. And then from then, I naturally, mm. I, st- I stopped smoking drugs, I started selling drugs, things just started to transition. I met this teacher that then came in the shop and she was like an elder 60 year old lady and she was a psychic. So then she took me under her wing. She taught me Reiki. She helped me to work. This is all in 2014. Yeah. Mm. And she like gave me my first Oracle deck. She taught me how to like believe in myself. And even at the time, my Kundalini was so strong. I didn't realize like all this stuff was coming through, the manifestations, the guidance, the intuition, like being in the right place at the right time, things just Mm -hmm. aligning. And it was like, (laughs) 
feeling yes. and vibrations and yeah it was incredible so that journey at the time changed me and from there I embarked on a deep spiritual journey. So what um when you had that reading was it what she said was it like yeah I know this is this is gonna happen or was it just like hmm I don't know. I was yeah mm, I don't know I was like I was skeptical mm. very skeptical about it because I'd never had a reading like that done before and, and yeah now it's so easy for me to read to people that way that I can literally look at their eyes and tell their past present and future I yeah, can, yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible to look at the shift that's occurred yeah. for me over that time. Mm. It's so wild because I feel like, I mean, I totally resonate because when I, in, before 2014 as well, it's almost like I was just living in the world, just doing what everyone's doing right. But I would feel like I wasn't feeling, like I was numb, mm. you know? Yeah. And then it was just like, boom, and this whole other world opened up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then also, but I was like, I, I knew it, you know, when I was a child, it was almost like I knew that there was something else going on here. It wasn't just this, you know? Mm. So how, how did it occur for you in 2014? Yeah, I mean, for me, I felt like it was so rapid. I don't know, like, I mean, now I look back, I basically I was in this abusive relationship. And then it was like literally six months after we broke up. And I think we broke up like in April, actually. Well, that's when we... Um, moved out and everything but right at the end of it he basically like threw me on the floor and I was mad and then I think I don't know I think there was like trauma going on there because I Mm. probably just didn't process it yeah and then six months later my body just went and then I got like chronic fatigue I put on two stone in two months like it was crazy I never had a problem with my uh, body like ever and then um, and then everything and I started meditating I read this book and then I was meditating every day. <laughs> wow. And then it, everything just went, and the same synchronicities. It was just like, wow. All of a sudden, I was like, I'm like I can feel now. Because mm. everything just became, like, I, be, I felt like I became really sensitive to yeah. everything. Like, became alive. Things started yes. to, like, the music, like, wow, I can feel the yes. music. Like, wow, I didn't know that. I exactly. Was, I used to only hear it before. Yes, totally. And then, like, even just getting on a bus. Like, I was just like, wow, like, I don't know, everything was just like, wow. But and the relationship must have played some kind of part because it was very controlling, you know? Mm. So when I left, I was like, I'm free. And I was like, on such a high, but I knew deep down, I was like, this, this isn't healthy. This yeah. is too high. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So then it just all came crashing. Mm. And then I think even after that, it was like, okay, now I can appreciate just being on my own. Yeah. Just, you know, doing things for myself. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it's such a but the same. But me, I never even knew what spirituality was before that. Like I had no idea. I know people used to say the words, but I was just like, "What even is that?" You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, what psychics? What mediums? What healers? Who are these people? What the? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because it's just like such a different person now, right? Mm. Such a different person. Wow. So what what's your journey with um with after that with your awakening in the psychedelics and working with uh, yeah psychoactive substances too? Yeah, so I um I was just meditating for a long time. I went to India and that was just also crazy because I felt like I was at home. Yeah. Finally, I was just like, why am I feeling at home in this country? I've never been here, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I came back, did a bit more studying into Buddhism, and then 
then I found the plants as well. And then um, my friend basically did a ceremony. But this was after like four years as well of meditating every day. Yeah. And then um, he was, he just said to me, it was really cool. I think you should do it. And then I had one other friend who told me about it before. But I wasn't really paying much attention. Plus, also, I've never taken any drugs or anything. I've never smoked weed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it wasn't really like on my mind at all. And then, but when he, when he actually explained it to me, I was like, oh, wow, like this actually sounds like it's also part of my healing. It can be part of the healing path. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I don't know. Then just one day it was just like, yeah, you need to do it. You need, you need to do this. You know? Wow. What, what medicine was it? Uh, ayahuasca, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how was your journey on your first? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I was just like dancing the whole time, but sitting down, but I just didn't stop moving. But it was like this dance, the whole thing was like this contemporary dance. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, everything opened up and there was this like colours. It, it was very joyful. I was just like giggling. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but then also I definitely had this connection to like Mahalia South that has stayed with me ever since. Yeah. Something just went boom because I was asking myself questions. And the answers were coming immediately. Mm. And then there was a paradox. Everything was speaking to me in paradox. Wow. It was like, the reason why you don't know is because you know. Mm. <laughs> like, <all> these... <laughs> I know exactly that one. Yeah. 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 All of these. And I was just like, wow. <sighs> yeah. So then, yeah. No, no. But I wasn't um, serving. But then I thought that I was going to at one point, like, um, be working as well. But then it was just like, no, that's not it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. But I love that, yeah, so it's so cool as well that you have managed to um, open your psychic abilities and everything like that as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is so natural to you. I remember when we first met and you also said to me, like, we can all do this. Everyone mm. can do this. It's what yeah. I teach, is what I try to do is empower people. So even when I'm doing readings, um, I find it difficult to keep reading to people because I prefer to empower people and show them that actually anything that exists in me exists in you. I'm just a mirror for you right now to show your innate, innate abilities and what a human can potentially mm. unlock and do because mm. we are limitless beings. Mm. So cool. And then also, I just use, so the Kundalini for you, what back then what was happening was it just like energy just Didn't energy yeah. yeah just energy moving through and i think that's what also awakened and opened up some of the gifts that were mm. opened up for me i got into like, my psychic stuff just believing in it more and understanding fine-tuning it yeah. yeah the belief is the biggest thing that's so true. just trusting i think yeah i remember reflecting back as well for me it was all the stuff that were changing and it was just like whoa what's happening like, <laughs> It's so outside of Western medicine. Yeah. Like completely. And being able to look at someone and see their ailments and feel their ailments and being able to help them through things. It's mm. we are so connected to one another and gifted in that way that we can share our gifts with one another and help each other rise and heal. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's been beautiful and yeah, the journey of psychedelics has been quite interesting as well i remember when i met you at the festival first time it was uh all about love yeah and at that point i overdid it so 
at that festival had I just come off the back of two and a half ceremonies. I'd, I think I drank mother ten times. Ten times I did two San, San Pedro ceremonies. You mean ten times in general? Or? Yeah, or ten like nights. So I've oh, done in ten, a row. Not in a row, just like in that yeah, month. So separate. Row. It'd be like a two night weekend and four night, four nights in a week, and then two mm. nights again. And I did that, and I did ten nights in the month. Two nights with San Pedro. I was doing other things as well. Then that, that's that festival I was embarking taking up mushrooms and on the end of that that festival all about love my friend gave me some tanga and I had some tanga and it just I had such a bad trip I never tripped like that before and I was so grounded and present and I went over to the fire and everybody was like calling me oh, she come and sing and dance let's like enjoy I remember this yeah and I, I just had this realization that this is all me. This is all created by me as, 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 like, as the oneness, and like this is all part. This is me, and they all calling me back. And it was because I was so grounded in my body mm. at the time. With that, I my ego couldn't take it, and I just started to panic. I started to panic. I tried to smoke tobacco to take it off. I was walking around pacing. I was having such a bad trip. I called my friend, please help me, please help me. I don't know what's, I can't take it, I can't take it. And I went to this dome, they had this musical dome. It was like the rave tent. And I went in there and I was quite deep still in the medicine and my friend, he's a brother and he was like, it's okay bro, it's okay. And he was the medicine man and he gave me the medicine. And then this other woman came over and she was like, he was like father God and she was mother God. And she's like, no, you don't need to do the medicines anymore. Stop. She was saying it to she me. She was saying, yeah. literally saying it to me in physical life. Mm. And I was like, whoa. She said that to you. Yeah. Wow. And I was quite deep in the trip and I was like, whoa, father God's telling me yes. Mother God's telling me no. But why do you know her? Did you know her? I know, I met her at that festival okay. and she'd, she was trying to comfort me and help me. She gave me a biscuit to try and like calm me down. I just, I was panicking and then people were talking. And it's like their voices. Intense, intense. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. <sighs> everything is yeah. like, like, and the, it, the worst part about it was there was no vi- trips, no visuals. I was so grounded in my body. There was nothing yeah. at all. It was just pure. And I couldn't, I just panicked. I panicked. I had to, to basically go, go in my tent, sleep it off and my friend, just came and gave me some cleansing and just I had to sleep it off. And then that, that day mm. I got up and I had to take like a, a month, a couple of months break from taking anything because wow. I'd overdone it. Wow. I'd overdone it. I thought I was brave and I could handle it all. And actually the recreational use of it as well on top of that at the festivals. Mm. And it taught me a real, it was a real mm. slap in the face to say, no, you need to really take this stuff yeah. serious and really understand the power of yeah. what this is I feel like a lot of people have had that because yeah. <laughs> when you take it especially mushrooms as well as well recreationally yeah. it's like don't disrespect it us you know what mm. I mean and it's so common I go to lots of festivals yeah. and places and now I'm I'm like the trip sitter I'm the one that's I don't take it anymore and I'm always guiding people and telling them it's, it's your choice 
but my teachings and what I teach is not to take it recreationally at yeah, these places yeah, yeah. because yeah. it it's it can be quite a da- dangerous place actually. Yeah. It can be open up a lot of stuff and these the reason these medicines previously were done in safe sacred space. Sacred yeah. space, yeah, like set and setting. Mm, yes. And then having yeah. a responsible shaman present yeah. that knows how to deal with the energetics of what's going on. Yeah, because it's very common at some of these festivals, right? Mm. It's so true. And I think um I think when I was there at All About Love, that's all we met, I had some mushrooms. Also, it was just like pff, really opening but yeah, I think I tended not to do it in those environments because it can be very intense. Yeah. Just other people as well around and just like sounds and you know what I mean? Yeah. And I hardly took anything as well. But it was just like... (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But um, it's so interesting what you're describing here because I've totally felt that before as well with sometimes with ayahuasca and mushrooms as well. If something happens, it's just like um, this fear, this some, do you know what I mean? Within the like experience that I'm having. And then it's just like this tension or something. And it's just like, you can't get out of there. You're yeah. just like, what, the, what is this? Like, you know, and when you were just describing that, how you were saying, you sh- it was like too much. That's what you were mm, saying. Yeah, right? it was too much. And I've been re, I've been abusing it. I would I'd be held my hands up and say I, I was I was abusing the medicines I wasn't taking them as seriously as I should and as being someone that in the position that I am now and giving giving the gifts by spirit to serve the community the, community, yes. the medicines serve yeah. humanity mm. and having to really understand that it's a real sacred honor and it's mm. it's I can be so playful with it and really like take it all not so serious, but really there's such a serious integrity that comes along with mm. working with these things that it has to be done with the highest regards mm. and understanding the, the potency of these medicines and what they can do, how they're unlocking people and what traumas can come out of somebody, what, how, how can, they can handle an ego death, especially at places like festivals where it can be overwhelming. Yeah, 100%. But it's really interesting because what do you think it was? you said you were abusing it, but do you think it was related to the previous times you were taking it or not really? Uh, I think it was related to the previous times that I was taking it for sure. Mm. I feel like the experience that I had, they were so healing and profound, but I just wanted more, wanted more, like trying to reach some ultimate pinnacle enlightenment or some high or it, and actually when I took the break, I realized that I didn't need to keep mm. doing that. And I wasn't honoring the teachings, but most importantly, I wasn't integrating the lessons. Mm. And integration for me now is so important. Even when I take mm. private clients for my work, the key, I'm always supporting them after, more than just the work we do beforehand, mm. is afterwards, how they are then conducting their life afterwards. How are they mm. approaching things? Are they going back to the that abusive uh, relationship and how that may still affect them if they just mm. come to me for that healing or how are they navigating their work situation or how are they dealing with their mm. sensitivities and their spirituality or coming back into the oneness and then going out into the, the world yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do totally, we handle that totally. it's, it can be overwhelming yeah I mean, integration is very important especially with 
you know, this is the thing. I feel like it's something that's kind of overlooked when actually I feel like that's where it is, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's where the juice is. Yeah. Integration and how to mm. then by integrating, then next time, then the new lessons come along, yes. new teachings, and you evolve. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting because I feel like for me, I, like the first time it was very joyful experience. And then, you know, if something, I don't know, I feel like when things came up, it was just like this really dark thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then you're in there and, just, and it's just like, what is this? Like, it's so crazy, you know? And then I think at one point it got to a point where it was just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why am I keep coming here for yeah, like, yeah. am I punishing myself yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this coming to a state of like, do I want to like pain constantly? And then she will give that yeah. if you're if you're wanting that. And she'll like, you this is what you've come for then. This is what we give you until then she was like, now you get it. Now you know what you're doing. And then yes. it switches and the polarity. Then she'll bring the joy back and the love and be like, now you get it. You don't need to keep coming for that pain. Mm. You don't need to keep going, digging into shadows. If They say it with healing. If you want to find something to heal, there'll always be something. something. Yeah, it's so true. I, I just remember one time I had like a mushroom ceremony for my birthday. And one of my friends, the friend who introduced me in the first place to Ayahuasca. Yeah. He, at the end, we were like, found each other and we were just giggling and he was just like, why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and then I was just like, what do you mean? You're the one that introduced me. Like, <laughs> wow. And then he wow. was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then he goes, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Mm, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's actually that's a good profound, question. Really yeah. profound. Yeah. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Yeah. Why do we keep like, trying to search for something? If there is something, yeah. it's cool. And then I sometimes it's nice to feel the bliss and the love yes. and the, the the visuals and stuff. But through the work that we do, we can access them states anyway, naturally. Yeah, totally. You know, the first time I drank as well, the um, I was kind of before that in Buddhism and all this stuff. So I just remember there was a really thing where it was just like, you're already there. Like, mm. There was nowhere else. You were, and it was like you were already enlightened because mm. you know that word like and it's so I don't know I feel like it's so confused what does it even mean yeah but it's like no 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 you're here you know it's it's so, it's such a funny thing is that like when you realize that then this chase stops yeah know? yeah and you stop keep chasing something and then you realize that actually they say in Samar when you reach samadhi, mm. you come back and you, they say chop wood, carry water. Yes. After samadhi, chop, chop wood, wood, carry water. Yeah. And it's yeah. okay, but we just feel it in a different way and the bliss yeah. still comes through through that. And knowing that it's, we're just in a different place now in that consciousness within mm. us. And we work from that consciousness state, knowing our conscious actions, how we can choose to act consciously, okay, mm -hmm. what we are put, ingesting in our bodies, for instance, we look at consciously and we start to realize that the energetic frequencies and the vibrations of everything around us, what we put in ourselves, how we love ourselves, what we give ourselves, all then impacts to keep that frequency and keep mm. that bliss alive. Mm, yeah, everything. Mm. Yeah, so, so um, how long was it that you were like, 
overall working with the medicines? So I I was like a five year. Oh wow. Yeah, five years deeply, nearly every month, sometimes twice a month with ayahuasca and doing mushrooms, doing cacao ceremonies, um, doing different, yeah, different aspects. And then there were so many teachings that kept coming in and I kept ignoring. Like I once I sat on this bench and I was in lockdown, I was smoking DMT, I was in nature on my own and I couldn't break through and I had a massive dose. And so like, why can't I break through? And I was like stuck in between realms and then it, it's like, a, we call it hyperslap, where spirit are like, no. No, not this time. No, yeah, you're not, going, you're not, you're not coming through. Mm. And I was like, why? Then I looked down, and with the oneness on the bench, it said, no. Wow. And then it said, manual. Wow. So I, I knew in that instant. Love it. I still ignored it. I, st- I stopped taking DNT, but I st- was still working with grandmother. And I went to a grandmother ceremony, and she... I was deep in the medicine and I was sat there and just opening up a closing space with my eyes, just dissolving reality and then bringing it back, opening it, holding it. And then she said to me, you, you can do this without me now. Ah, okay. This is how the shamans really used to work. The moment they, they really, un- they can access the state, that's the yogis, that's the, the, the people beyond us, the teachers that used to say that that we can be in that. I still ignored it. I still kept crewing and at the time I needed some, like it would help financially and I just loved being in that space, being able to serve. I love to serve people, helping them heal, singing, dancing, being there of service mm-hmm. to grandmother until I had, a year and a half ago, I had stuff going on and I went to the ceremony and it's like, I thought I didn't know I got there and everything I needed to ask her, I already knew. And she says, you already know. Well, you think you don't know, but you already do know. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to keep coming to me. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. It's time now to let this go. So I honoured it. This finally mm-hmm. time I said, okay, this is, uh, this is I, can't, I have to step away now and mm-hmm. embark on my own journey. And also because I worked with this amazing shaman, He's still one of my greatest teachers. I love him to bits. He's still my brother. I had to understand that they, I had to step out of his shadow. Because then at one point, the apprentice has to also learn how to become a master. Yeah. And then I can then give birth to other people and to help empower others. And I did with other work, but with this work, it was different. And because I was always naturally connected to the spirits, talking to the trees, to the to the to people's lost black grandmothers, grandfathers, ascended masters coming towards me. I had so much going on already, and I still do. And now I serve through that purpose, and I help people in the way to say that the medicine path is beautiful, and I always honor it, but there's so much you can do without. Mm. So how long was it between the time when you were on the bench and then you had that final message that about a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, about a year and a half. I kept ignoring it. Year and a year and a half around that period. I kept ignoring it because mm. I loved what I was doing, you know. It was so amazing. Mm. I was with this beautiful family that we were, like, working with this main shaman. We were serving our, our community. We were helping people heal. 
it was so, so much magic and so much learning through her teachings, ways how to bring people back lost in the galaxy, working, doing all the things like entity removals, working with soul uh, retrievals, working with relationship cutting cords, working with energetics on such deep levels, working with vibrations yeah. that it was beautiful teachings. And mm. I still, I'm so grateful for them teachings, but I have had to let it go and honour her teachings and say, right, now it's time to go a different path. Yeah, I love what you said about, that she said to you, you think you don't know, but you do. Because I just feel like that's so powerful for all of us. Because that's also the searching, the, keep, the seeking, the seeking. We, we keep looking, you know? Yeah. We keep looking because we think we don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We think we don't know, but we do. It's all in within us. Yeah. And she exists within us, and she's always with us. Mm. So yeah, it's it's been a journey letting it go, and now I, wherever I go to festivals with friends with people, I'm always condoning to mm. say it's it's okay to work with it, but to really understand and listen and know when there's a time to say right. Yes, love that. It's time to honor these teachings and go a different path and. Mm learn how to do mm. this work with that. Mm -hmm. So there's what, also what you were saying about you love being there. And I think one of my friends previously was saying that she thinks that a lot of people love it because it's just amazing environment. Yeah. There's like no guards, it's very loving, you know, and the music and the singing and all of that, you know. Yeah, the set and setting is yeah. just incredible. Exactly. Yeah. But again, as well, like, and you don't really find that in other spaces as much like maybe in cacao ceremonies and stuff you know yeah but it's a, it's like we can still recreate those spaces basically yeah and work with them in ways that are not exactly without the medicine hence like what before it took me back to working within a dance yes so now i'm i'm uh yeah. i've got a friend who teaches it and i'm waiting for her she's running a course where then i can learn that so i can run in a dance ceremony exactly and they're so exactly. similar to i recently went to a friend's cat kundalini activation practice and i work a lot with kundalini energy and when i'm doing healings and energy work and they're very similar the blueprint is so similar yeah. they literally they, they play the same music to activate things and then the, mm. the facilitator comes along and does a touch on the arm or around the forehead to activate the energies and then that takes them into a like a dmt like trip they just the blueprint is so similar so recreating that sort of environment mm -hmm, exactly it's incredible exactly and then yeah i love it as well that you say you mentioned it at the beginning as well knowing when to stop because i feel like this is something that's not really spoken about much mm. and the fact that that is also a path do you know what i mean yeah because i don't know what it is i feel like people maybe or some people think that um that's it now do you know what i mean mm. but i feel like there's a distinction because what even with what you're saying, it's like you have to be able to do it alone manually now. Yeah. You know, there's 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 something there, you know. <laughs> yeah. To access these states manually is exactly. is, is really important. And they, my friend recently taught me, Jen, she said there's the red path and the white path. And the red path is working with all the medicines and working in that state. But the white path is the path of purity and working with just pure energies and cleansing through that way and working with the white path then naturally allows you to stay in that state mm. without having to take anything to go there so then when you do take 
so I'm saying it has no impact it doesn't change much because you're already there mm. so there's a story when they, I think it's a Ram Dass story where they yes. met some yogis and know, yeah. they gave them the, uh, the, the acid in India right? <laughs> in India yeah sages and they just yeah. gave, took them and just went back on their motorbikes and they were like what how are you still functioning and doing this and they're like well yeah. what you don't realize that we're already in that state mm. so we can function we can be there and same in, in ayahuasca ceremonies being i've been so deep mm. with the medicine but she's taught me how to hold that yes. space that's that one thing that function yeah. i can i'm, I'm yeah. walking around talking holding the room and in all worlds mm. and dimensions at the same time holding that mm. vibration stay mm. No, just because you said that, I kind of want to go down there. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is so important right now, especially with what's happening in the world. You mm. know, it's just like all this chaos is just chaotic. But yeah. it's like, can you just hold that love and peace? Hold yes, that vibration, exactly. hold it all, not allow it to disturb your, distort your frequency. But even with the chaos, you can hold it. And I have a practice within my, when, when I see clients at the end of it, mm. I show them how to hold that chaos. So even I teach them the peace and I teach them the chaos and they feel both at the same time after the session. And when they feel it, they can hold it because they're in that state of oneness that they know that it doesn't disturb the inner power. Mm. It's just the energy is moving and vibrating. I mean, I like what you said, when you feel it, then you can hold it. Because if you avoid it, you can't hold can't it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you avoid it, you can't hold it. Yeah, and then it stays. Yeah. You're like running away from it, trying to... <laughs> Whereas if you just accept it, then it's okay, mm. and you can just stay in your peace. Mm. And holding that oneness within. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I love the red and the white. I love that. And I think, yeah. The thing is, for me, I feel like I've always really felt deeply the a path of purity mm. like that's why i didn't do those drugs before like i never smoked a cigarette because i was just like no it didn't make sense to me you know and that's probably why you were called to your buddhist path and going to india and mm. a lot of the teachings there true, yeah. are all about that that's so true yeah. yeah yeah so now i think it's just like coming back to that and then i stopped i mean i stopped drinking alcohol anyway 2014 like a long time ago wow it's been 10 years yeah Wow. Same back then because I had problems in my stomach and I was just like, this is not helping at all. Mm. I never liked the taste of alcohol. Yeah. So I was just like, why? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, mine's been four years and now I've been, wow. I'm so sensitive to it that I had some recently. Yeah. By accident. I say accident. It was in Ibiza and it was a special coffee mm. and it was like, okay, because I, li I like coffee and I didn't realize it had brandy in it. I said, okay, it's been a while. This is. Go with it. I'm on holiday. And with it was coffee like, and brandy. Yeah, together. It was quite a potent mix. <laughs> yeah. So I had it and I was okay in the moment. But then when I got home, I was just being given so many different, like, mm. like low underworld visions. Wow. I was pure in the underworld all night. And I was like, okay, this mm. used to happen when I drank alcohol previously. It was distort my vibration so strongly. Mm, yes, I didn't. I didn't really. I had to go back to remember to say. Ah, right now I remember why I don't. Why I gave it up mm -mm. fully. Yeah, totally. 
I feel like it's a similar thing, and I like what you said, it distorts the vibration. But when you start tuning in and you're very sensitive, you can feel it. Otherwise, that's what, like before when I was saying it was like I was numb. Mm. You just do it and you don't notice what's happening yeah. energetically, you know? Yeah, 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 you don't notice, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's why people, when they go out and I want to go to bars and clubs, I can just see and feel the, the, the energies around, the entities, the lost, like hungry mm. ghosts, the, the beings, the attachments. It is prominent. Mm. And they're kept alive with people through keeping their vibration low. so yeah. low, whether they're, they're drinking, smoking, drinking, smoking. And then even after that, if it, if it was a daily practice, their, their vibrational frequency stays at a certain consciousness level which then allows uh things to feed off them and yes. then because we are like energy we're like batteries we are energetic beings mm. so once these things shed then naturally we don't want to have these substances and we yes. want to keep in the higher vibrations exactly yeah and i feel like with the plant medicines it's a similar thing mm. not that it's like alcohol because i feel like alcohol is a whole different thing like you know yeah alcohol is yeah. <laughs> yeah but i just feel like it's like it it's guiding you to raise a vibration right yeah and then once you do it's like okay i can't take you any further you know mm. you need to walk alone like you know same with santa maria working with um cannabis she's a beautiful teacher and people misuse her all the time and they say the consciousness level, she opens people up and they do get really high and go to really beautiful states, but then continually taking her only keeps you at level five. Yes. And then to yes. go higher than level five, you have to let her go and then you start to open up even further. Exactly. And it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally it's it's keeping us trapped at that state because mm. we're not allowing these, te- we're not taking the teachings if we're just constantly taking her all the time, mm. I mean, she's beautiful and I give so much thanks to her. She's served me so much in difficult times in my life when I was a teen growing up through a lot of traumas and pain and yeah. on this, like gangs and all drugs and all that. It was a beautiful wow. journey to bring me where I'm at. But there comes a point where once it was gone, then the full expansion could happen. Yes. Yes. Love it. Yeah. She's beautiful, and I found after working with ayahuasca and DMT, mm-hmm. I don't take her anymore. Very rarely, a few years I gave it up ten years ago. But max, I do like one or two puffs as an intention to set. Okay, please teach me what I need to teach. Last time I did that was a few years ago. But whenever it's done, she's psychoactive. She after what ingesting, uh, especially ayahuasca and DMT. When you work with her after that she becomes very psychoactive she becomes very her consciousness is so much more potent and different her vibration after ah i gotta go yeah yeah because you've opened up path neurological pathways in you Mm. that were not open before Mm -hmm. yeah i think what once what came to me around the time when i uh, realized like okay cool that's enough is um yeah it was that path of purity and basically, like, with what's happening at the moment, with this transformation, is that actually we need, it's a natural thing. Like, you know, like you keep saying, everything's here, it's within us. Mm. We don't need these external things. So, like, for that to take place fully, 
you need to, it needs to occur organically basically yeah 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 <laughs> and it's beautiful it's to work with the teachings but then once you let her go yeah the manual state is just yeah. it's such a beautiful place to be in but i do love as well that you're honoring it because i feel like the whole point is not to say no, da, 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 you know what I mean? No, no, no. I still yeah. recommend it to people as well that do need it. And yeah. it, she's one of the most profound teachers on the planet and I've got so mm. much gratitude for her. Yes. I mean, I even keep her on my altar still just to honour her mm. for who she is and what she's done for me on my journey. Look, I just think that's amazing because I feel like at the moment the world is filled with so much cancelling, cancel and it's just like it doesn't need to be like that. Mm. Like now we're cancelling the moon. Like you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, everything becomes exacerbated. Yeah, and it's just like actually we can move through it. Be grateful, mm. you know, because then you're staying in that place of gratitude, and then it, it that is the oneness. Otherwise, you're in the separation still. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not doing that anymore. You know? No, 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 no. It's like yeah, knowing mm. that we are one with it all, mm. <sighs> and keeping our keeping what we can do to work with our consciousness to keep ourselves pure as possible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I really like that, and just the gratitude, gratitude for all. You know, mm. just in the world, like even the dark mm. stuff, all of it. It's like be grateful. Yeah, gratitude for all the stuff that we've had to enjoy in our lives, gratitude for even things like the COVID situation, which has ha- had a massive impact on people awakening, even uh, yeah. subjects right now with uh, disturbances on the planet, with wars going yeah. on, and just giving thanks and thanks prayers, prayer, the power of prayer, and mm. praying for that peace, praying mm-hmm. that people find their way, and for us to be the way showers. Like us anchoring that peace frequency, then we can go out and share that to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it's so important. Mm. I think uh, people are just a bit lost, generally speaking. Yeah. And um, it's so easy to just fall into the separation mm. and just attack, defend, you know, try to prove a point. Yeah. And I really feel like the whole point is this is teaching us to come into peace with ourselves so that we're not operating like that anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Not to point the finger outwards. Yes, yes. But to look within and see if we can change the, what's within. Mm. Totally. But it's, it, it can be hard, right? So how, how do you do that? How do you navigate the being peace, emanating peace part, you know? By trying to find forgiveness for those. Forgiveness, forgive them, but forgive myself. Mm. And then not holding on to these denser vibrations. These natural things occur, you know, there may be anger, there may be feelings, you can feel the pain of the 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 earth and feel the pain of what's going on in on other parts of the planet. But then trying to be in that mm. forgiveness and love and being that that light and joy and love that the world needs. Mm-hmm. And rather than Exactly going into that frequency then getting lost in that pain and feeling all the pain it's okay to feel it but if we hold on to it and stay there but then the ones that are in pain they need your light they need that love you need to be that guide to say oh wow no matter how much hell and no much war and how much things have occurred there's yes. still 
heaven. There's still love. There's still peace. There's still beings out there that are that giving hope, giving mm-hmm. faith, giving that, being able to give that love to that that child. It needs the love. It does, it doesn't need for you to be in that pain with them. It needs you to be in that love. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like, especially with what's happening now in the Middle East, it's like so it's so easy to stay in that pain, yeah. Mm. And feel it. It's so easy to feel it, and it's okay to feel it, but not let it distort Consume. us. Yeah. Mm. Keep it at that love frequency. I mean, it's, it's mad. I've seen so many different things, and then people saying, oh, you're bypassing it. Mm. And it's like... <laughs> So you're right. Someone needs to remind, you know, we need to remind each other as well, like that this isn't it. Yeah. And war doesn't be, but war doesn't uh, be solved by more war. Exactly. Fire is not going to defeat fire. Mm-hmm. So if we keep anchoring that same frequency, it's just going to keep, keep causing coming. it. And we're going to keep creating it. Yeah. And then there's going to be sides. Oh, yeah, Israel. Oh, yeah, Palestine. Oh, yeah, this. Oh, yeah, that. Actually, we just need to come back to the oneness. And if they remembered that oneness that we are mm. feeling and knowing and that love that, oh, we are all one. If mm. I hurt my brother and sister, I'm hurting me. I'm mm. hurting, we're, we're, we're in that state. Then there wouldn't be no wars. There wouldn't be that. So we have to be the living embodiments of exactly. that. Yes. Yes. And it's okay. We're not perfect. You know, things are going to happen with us, mm. but... We just have to continually work, heal, and can come back to that state. Mm. And and I like what you said as well, showing hope because yes, when some people are in those days, they're not connecting to that. Yeah. Unnecessarily knowing, oh wait, yeah, remember, hope, mm. faith, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> remember, yeah. Remember who they are. Remember who we are. Hmm. Mm, I mean, it's a fascinating time, hey? <laughs> it really is, it really is. But there's a lot of beautiful changes that are occurring from it. Exactly. So yeah. it's holding the faith and knowing that even through the times where it looks dark and bleak, yeah. and certain times there's still light and love yeah. and joy and faith and hope that's on this planet and mm. it's, it's continually rising. Sometimes mm. it may take disturbances to awaken people. That's what's, yeah, exactly. And there's more to come. <laughs> mm. And we can just be the way showers for that. Yeah. So, so how long has it been now since you kind of like um, stepped away from the ceremonies? Uh, it has been a year and a half. Okay. And I'm not planning on going back unless you really cause me. And I've, t- I've stepped away from all the, them sort of medicines. I, I do cacao ceremonies max. Mm-hmm. And I'm planning on running a few coming up but that's even then I've really learned to respect the medicine of cacao yeah. as well because it's really easy to oh yeah we just have cacao in the morning yeah, yeah. cacao here and cacao there and yeah <laughs> and it's like wow actually this beautiful medicine is and even learning more of the alchemy of it of okay mm. when I make it I prefer to make it as pure as possible and not put yes. too much like alternative spices. milks and spices yeah. and yeah, same. You just keep it as, as clean same. as possible yeah, same. so you hit you get the the same. raw frequency yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's that's my yeah. journey at the moment, is staying away from it and trying to teach people about 
the medicines and the path and what it entails and just teach sharing my journey of what it meant for mm-hmm. me and how I didn't listen and I've been I've been taught rude awakenings from it and by Lynn learning I managed to open up so much blessings in my life because she was she's always there with me always there with you all there with all of us and she supports mm. yeah so how yeah how so how has it been how's your life changed I think a lot a lot of the time like I say the hard thing to step away is from the people mm. and the love and the set you know the setting so like since you've kind of done that after a year and a half how's it How's it felt? It's, felt? it's felt amazing, actually. I found that in my own life, mm. things have started to come solidified. I started to really look after me, start to self-love, mm. started to really honour myself, really, really then make the changes in my own life to what I want to create for me and the changes I wanted to see and then going on my own journey of learning to become a master, becoming, stepping into more mastery, letting go of habits that no longer serve me, letting go of addictions, letting go of things that are not aligning with me, people, places that allow me to step into my fullness. Mm, amazing. And it's all been guided by her, or allowing me to enter more altered states, allowing me to keep in the consciousness of bliss. Mm. <sighs> allowing me to be in that love state more. Mm. Yeah, it feels like just lots of cleaning mm. and clearer what's happening here yeah yeah actually there was one thing i did want to talk about because i feel like um it's not like it's what i just think it's all about energy and always has been but we're only kind of like catching on to that you know what i mean yeah yeah but um i like the way that you talk and the way you're describing it because it's the way you work it's really all about the frequency you know what i mean yeah and working with that and then also what you said about staying up. I don't know, do you have anything you want to share with, in terms of like other people kind of truly grasping the energy field? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, to share with that, I would just say, just coming back to love always. Love for oneself and love for another mm. is the key to this all. And allowing, not being afraid to go deeper within and looking at the wounds and the traumas and what's there that prevents even, even more love frequency mm. ultimately it all boils down to love and the medicines they're beautiful teachers they're teachers and we have to honor them as the sacred teachers they are and knowing that sometimes that teachers serve their purpose you've, you've, you've done your 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 school you've done your college you've done your university mm. and then it comes to a stage when then you have to go and step out into the whole big world yourself. And you're, we're always continually learning and mm. continually teaching. And we're, we're all students and teachers in this. I learn so much from another as much as I learn from them. They learn from me. Mm. Mm. It's always reciprocated. Yes. So yeah, just learning teachings have been integrated and it's time to move forward and share love is to be love love is the answer no more saying that mm, thank you <laughs> and okay. 
yeah, there was another thing I wanted to ask you just about the entities. So yeah. You did bring that up. I feel like uh, it's such a real thing, you know? Mm. And how, in your experience, how have you seen it working in ceremonies? Because I feel like, um, obviously, the point is to, like, really um, protect the space, right? Yeah. So how we would see it is entities like thought forms, their vibrational frequencies and stuff that we hold. So we might have, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. That can turn into an entity within a being or within a person. Or, I'm, I'm ugly. I'm ugly, that ugly, we think it's just a thought, but that thought becomes a being and becomes like an entity we class it as and they attach to us and feed off our frequency that keeps us there. So then when we let go of this stuff and we go into pure forms and all thought forms of entities, even the positive ones, so if we stay in a state of emptiness, we are free. And it's been a tricky subject speaking about entities because I've had ceremonies where there was a clash between the shaman and the other shaman because the word entity got used mm-hmm. in ceremony and he said he shut it down. He said he didn't want to bring that word in because it's bringing fear because people don't understand what entities are. But then the other shaman was like, well, this is a living truth. This is how it works in ceremonies. We rife around entities. This is the consciousness and exactly, there, was a, there yeah. was a clash between one person saying not wanting to bring that fear consciousness because mm. people don't understand what entities are mm. but the other one is saying actually they need to be aware and enlightened of what that mm. actually means so if there's a being a human sat next to that, that person and they've got this big entity or being or something attached and they need to know whether it's a reptilian or sort of stuff like that because it's common you know I've, I've been in ceremonies where that I've dealt with that. I've had cl- private clients that come with all sorts, you know, and having to yes clear that. And I, it's a touchy line because if a client comes, I don't always tell them. Of course, yeah. And I have to know where their level of consciousness yes. is to be able to express that. So I have to work, work a fine mm. line in between that I teach about entities. I teach that these are real consciousness thought forms that are around. Mm-hmm. People can send them through psychic attacks when they think you're Negatively, a, you're, a, yeah. you're this, then vroom, they're sending these things out I to each other as attacks. Yeah, yeah, they're sending entities to each other. So it's about knowledge, and it's good to keep that knowledge and awareness. But yes. I'm also aware that some people may not also be at that level, yeah. and they may go into real fear. Oh, these demons! Oh my God! It's the yeah. it's the it's the, um, oh, what's the other one? It's the Anunnaki. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Anunnaki and it's it's this and it's that. And oh my God, no, 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 I can't do this. Oh my God. like. But arming yourself with the knowledge is good. It's and, the fear, yeah. Yeah. But like you said, love, be in the love, right? Because yeah. that helps with the fear. And love can't, they can't they touch can't, love. Exactly. They can't exactly. be around it. I, my first ceremony, they came along. And the reptilian came along, looked at me and was like, hello, hi. And I was like, oh, I love you because you're a part of me in the oneness. As soon as I sent that thing love and showed, showed that we were one, it, didn't, it couldn't touch me, it just yeah, went. Yeah, exactly. Then another one came, an insectilian, like, oh, hello, mate. I was like, giving that love. And it went. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, okay, it's all one, it's all me, it's all mm. part of the infinite consciousness. Mm. And... By doing that, it couldn't touch me. Yeah. And then the fear wasn't there because the fear vibration would, how it would get in. Whereas if mm. I was at love, 
just went. So yeah. now when I work with people, just send it love. Be with that love vibration and yeah, it, it clears, they go. So question, did you see when in ceremonies at all, is there like, cause there's always this question of like, where are you going? What's happening in this realm, you know? Yeah. And the entities, is it also like a place where you th- they come in? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've had all sorts happen. We've had like... Oh, yeah, kind of just said that. Yeah, I had, yeah. Um, we had one where the space wasn't protected properly, which sounds very yes. interesting. Yes, And the first time that's ever happened in a ceremony and it didn't feel protected and the, the shaman was playing the gong and the gong was playing. I was like, ah, ah. why am I feeling attacked? There's someone else went down, there's someone else and a few of the others that were more sensitive could feel it. What is going on? We hadn't even taken medicine at that time. At that point, this is before we started the night, so it was just like a sound journey. And then we I had to go and speak to my friend, and we were tuning in and working because we, we were quite naturally in the energetics mm-hmm. realms. Mm-hmm. We were like, "Oh my god, there's something going on. There's like a, a portal. There's something like." So then he had to bring his like guides and protection in, and we worked on a on a. How would I call it astral level? Yeah. Yeah, let's call it astral level, but work on an ethereal level and bring the energetics into peace. And when we mentioned it to the main shaman, he didn't get it. And we were like, no, we felt this was it. And he's like, no. And I said, I I was, we were adamant. Like, look, anytime I've been, I've worked with sound vibration and gongs for so many times, you know, like when the gong plays, that should. Majority, nearly ninety percent of, plus Clear. yeah, clears Clear the entities, space, clears yeah. the the stuff. They can't handle that vibration of yes, the gong. Yeah, yeah. It but just, it didn't. No, it didn't. It was actually getting to us at the yeah, time. Got it, got it. So I've had yeah. times where it hasn't been protected. Yeah. And but yeah. times when it's been really protected. Really, yeah. And I've seen all sorts, seen people with all sorts of attachments, all sorts of mm. things going on with them it's so freaking interesting like <laughs> and i feel like uh it's interesting you said that you spoke to someone and he's like i just feel like some people don't really know you know what i mean yeah the energetic levels you know and it's so common along the medicine journey yes. so, so many people stories i've heard this. of people that go especially going out into the jungle and having yeah. shamans that have not held the space properly people mm-hmm. that have like like one shaman my friend got she she was the first person I went to Cambo. I, I can't remember her name now. This Asian lady, mm. and she lived in my hometown, Leicester. Then she went traveling Peru, left us, bought, sold her stuff, went to the ceremony, and midway through, the energy got too dark for the shaman that he left them. Yeah, I've heard he, this happen. Before. And then she did. She goes. She was sat there, and the whole people were there. There was this dark energy. This like mm. like mm. I think she says there was some sexual. Energy, not from him, but just other weird. people. Yeah. yeah, the people, just all this stuff, and then she was traumatized. Literally, it took her ther- years, years of therapy to get over that ceremony, and she didn't go back to the medicine for a long while. Mm. And, That's and it's, yeah, it was, it was a lot. We had to support a mm. few of us. Mm. Was constantly sending our energy and healing, and it's, yeah, it's traumatic, very traumatic. traumatic. Yeah, this is what my Nayabi said on the previous episode. She was just like. It's so common now that people who are embarking on the spiritual path, they, they go to that immediately. Yeah. And it's like they're not quite ready for it. And maybe also the, the space and the setting, everything is involved. And they're coming out traumatized. Like. Yeah, it's quite so common. 
my friend recently she said there's a guy in Ibiza that was holding mushroom ceremonies he didn't know what he was doing exactly. and people exactly. rolling around climbing buildings doing stuff like fully in in stuff he's like yeah leave him that no actually this is severe you can't let so you can't you can't let someone like deep in the medicine go be climbing a tree like no that's that's dangerous and yeah, yeah. um yeah the spaces are not held properly because all of a sudden everybody is this neo new age shaman and mm. i didn't choose the path of a shaman i didn't mm. choose the path of working in this way like i was humbly chosen and i honor it you know i honor it but most people then oh yeah it's all fun and games and actually there are there's time for fun and games but there's a lot of stuff but yeah it's serious work that yes. is being done and like you said respect respect the medicines and respect mm. the teachings and mm-hmm. holding the space properly is so integral yes so integral there's there's many people that are not understanding no. awareness yes. of energetics yes. and exactly. this is also maybe exactly. because they rely on the medicines for that state Ooh. whereas if they if they did to the purity path and start to learn about energy and frequency and vibrations from that space wow. then when they're in that space they're already equipped that when they're in these spaces, they can already see and feel that this person's carrying this or yes. being, being okay, before we even start the ceremony, just keep an eye out on this person or, wow, this person's carrying this yeah. trauma or this. Because yeah. they're already there. They're yes. already connected in that way. Yeah. Obviously, some people do know, but there are definitely some who are holding over and I feel like they don't even know. You know? Mm, yeah. It's like, you, I don't know, and you could feel it as well sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes they're even holding a bit of fear. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in spaces where yeah. I've not been held properly. I've picked up entities and yeah. in in places where I've not even been able to surrender. When I tried to surrender, I picked up something. This was at a festival into the wild. Someone was holding a space sound journey, and it wasn't held properly. So then. This wasn't even with them. Then, no, it? and they didn't know what they were doing with the, the, the sound. Sound, yeah. They, were, they had a shakapa and they were waving the shakapa around like willy nilly. I'm like, hold the energy. Why are we wow. working with the shakapa? What do you you need to understand the power? It's, in fact, the shakapa is one of the most powerful tools a shaman uses in the jungle. So mm. it is a very beautiful mm. instrument, but used purposely, not just willy nilly. Just like yeah. like it didn't the space wasn't held i've been to a gong ceremony where i wasn't able to surrender to the whole gong yeah and and she's a reputable gong woman that's like no, does a lot of gong in and that space was not held i couldn't surrender until at the end when she stopped and she put jungle music on and it was just like like animals and critters and like oh, and i was like oh now i can let go and it wasn't because it, it's because the when she was she doing it the mm. space wasn't held properly mm. i mean that's a good point actually it's everywhere like energy is what we're dealing with so it's whatever space you're holding yeah but obviously with the plant medicines because you're going then to these different realms it's, it's like i don't know it's more tangible sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. it's very it's so much more tangible yeah but it's still the same thing like if you're doing sound journeys cacao and stuff right yeah so yeah so yeah it's really that's really having to be integral with it and yeah. understanding what these medicines are about and what they're going to bring up and there's you know, some people are like oh yeah i'm just gonna do a cacao ceremony great but cacao isn't just some light joy loving like i'm just gonna dance around like i'm mm-hmm. high off, off ca- no actually that mm-hmm. could, 
I've seen people go into severe trauma states from cacao. It can bring up a lot. It's a very potent medicine and it should be the highest respected, not just the way it's just like, it's quite a new age neo-shamanism thing again, that everywhere mm, cacao ceremonies. True. Everywhere you go, they just offer cacao. It's fine if it's, it's like the water dance, like more milky, milkshakey vibes. But if it's ceremonial proper doses, you have to be aware of what that can also occur, mm. what that can bring up in somebody. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel quite passionate about that. Well, now you've mentioned yeah. it, <laughs> I still feel this like passion coming out. Maybe because you must it. have seen so much of it. Like, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I have. I really have. And it's why I choose to be in this integral way. Exactly. The path of purity. Purity and living through my truth and trying yeah. to inspire through that way. Yeah. Walking my walk. Yes. Walking my talk, yeah, yeah. Walking my talk. Yeah. Do you have any um, advice, maybe, or suggestion about when something traumatic can appear for someone, and like how to move through it? Uh, depends on what context. Mm. In ceremony wise, in life, like how would you? Mm. Well, maybe in ceremony and life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, in ceremony, there should be also, like, facilitators and people that are able to hold that trauma through, to guide you through it anyway. And just not being able, not having the fear to go into it is really important. Not having a fear, yeah. Yeah, just allowing yourself to be fearless and knowing that the pain will be temporary. But the gold that comes out from going through the darkness, through that pain, will be so worth it. So it can feel quite... Don't want to go there it's going to be i'll be crying for three days it can be quite a lot mm. but actually f- out of that would be the gold mm. but in ceremony there should always be someone that's trauma mm. um informed that understands how what trauma mm. how to deal with these traumas when they come up to help somebody but in your own life i think also just in ceremonies it's like ask as well because i feel like sometimes you don't realize that you can ask for help mm, yeah <laughs> And sometimes it's hard to ask for help. Some yeah. people are born as humans that we yeah. it's not easy for us to ask mm. for help. Can I can I have some help? I've got something going on. Yeah. And sometimes recognizing these things is important mm. to be look at that the person's really quiet. Maybe they're, they're mm. maybe just go and check in. Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, do you need any help with anything? Sometimes offering the help yes. is just as important. That's true, I like that. And then we're saying in life? In life is just, yeah, again, the same. is just not same, al- yeah. yeah not allowing yourself to be mm. scared to go into it and having support network, trying mm. to reach out to people. But mm. the thing is, sometimes it's scary if you're not used to asking for help. A lot of people just go through that trauma on their own. Yeah, and a lot of people take medication. Yeah. Numb the whole thing. Yeah. I, just, I always say it's just, just to trust that you can go through it to go through from love not to be mm. afraid of what what that can bring up mm. you know, looking at something that oh my I father used to hit me and mm. now i attract abusive partners because of that okay my pa- partner's hitting me my father used to hit me there's a correlation sometimes it's hard to look at that trauma mm. but then by di- diving deep into it and then then finding say the root of okay it's the father that where it came mm. from and it was a form of love so i was associated that as love so i stayed in that patterns was now I realize it's not for me and I choose to not then attract not to be around men that are going to treat me in that way mm-hmm. so yeah it's looking allowing yourself to go deep diving deeper into trauma but there's so many different tools out there there's, yeah. people, there's podcasts like we're doing 
and mm-hmm. that is YouTube channels. There's there's Google. There's many different ways people to that learn. can help. Yeah, so true. I like it's a trust that you can handle it. Like it's your body can take it. Mm, yeah. It comes up at the right reason, at the yeah. right time. <laughs> so it's trusting, okay, it's come up right now, I can deal with that. Yes, I can handle this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> yeah, is there anything else? Or? Yeah, no, I think that's... Yeah. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> Yay, oh, thank you so much. It's been yeah. honor doing this with you. Thank you as well. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's really good to hear your insights. You know, <laughs> mm. ah, thank you. And also before, like before you found the medicine and everything as well, and how it all just unfolded for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to this podcast. We hope that you can gain many insights through the art of listening. If you haven't already, we would love it if you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that feels right for you. We've also just launched our first online course, Awakening 101. A Ninja's Guide to Navigating Your Spiritual Awakening, which is led by me and is offered via donation. So if you feel called to that, then please dive in. It's available via our website. Thank you.